The Land Bolton Podcast is sponsored by Murrah Ranch Group, serving buyers and sellers of legacy ranches and sporting properties with conservation values since 2005. Welcome to the Land Bulletin Podcast, where we discuss a wide range of topics impacting landowners, ranchers, and future land buyers. I'm your host, Haley Murr. In rounding out our look back at 2023, I'm joined by Senior VP of Murr Ranch Group, Jeff Hubbard, to look back at the market and its indicators. Together, Jeff and I discuss the state of last year's ranch real estate market, as well as what buyers and sellers can expect in 2024. Let's see what we discovered. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our Land Bulletin series. I'm Haley Murr, and I'm the Director of Strategic Partnerships and Development here at Murr Ranch Group. For those of you who are first joining, every other week we discuss the ranch and sporting property market, buying and selling advice, the latest best stewardship practices, as well as topics currently impacting landowners. Murr Ranch Group is a full-service ranch real estate brokerage and consulting company focusing on legacy ranches and sporting and conservation properties around the West. Today, we're going to be talking about the outlook of the 2024 ranch real estate market. We'll review the market conditions of 2023 and also the buying and selling advice for clients for this upcoming year. What should you be looking out for? What you should be considering when you're talking to brokers uh, or even buying in 2024? Helping me out today with this conversation is the Senior Vice President of Murr Ranch Group and Finance Expert, Jeff Hubbard. Welcome, Jeff. Hey, Haley. How you doing? Good. You look cozy over there. I, I like the fireplace. It's a nice backdrop. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice. You know, it's going to be 60-something degrees here today, but, but the fire, you know, makes it look like winter. So. <laughs> Fake it, you know? Exactly. It looks like you were just out hunting with some of your family recently. Uh huh. I was in the uh, Red Hills region of South Georgia, North Florida. I was actually in Florida with uh, my, my brothers and cousins and uncle. We had a, a, a nice long weekend at a, a wild wild quail plantation down there, and it was fantastic. We had good weather and lots of birds and good family time. It was really a nice weekend. And I saw Mr. Rob in in your photo, Mr. Key. Yeah, Rob was <laughs> Rob's the only non Hubbard in there. We had five Hubbards and a and a Key. Um, <laughs> the Rob's Rob's like blood, so yeah, it's great to have he's him the along. best. It was good to see his face. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today. You know, I would love just your input um, as a ranch broker in what you saw in 2023 and looking forward in 2024. So I guess we'll kind of go over the market highlights. And for those who are listening, you know, they might not have a big background in the ranch real estate market, but they might have more of an idea of what's going on with residential, just with what they see and what they interact with. What was kind of the biggest difference when it came to the ranch market first, the residential? What are the differentiating factors that maybe didn't impact us as much? Well, I mean, I think first and foremost, I mean, we're not subject to the fluctuations, interest rates to the extent that the residential market is. I mean, you know, five to seven percent uh, mortgage rates on in the housing sector are significant and I think have had a, a real heavy impact on on that space. You know, I've I've been doing this now for, for twenty years, brokering buying and selling ranches and uh I don't I can't remember 
I think I've sold over a billion in, in ranches in my career, and I don't know that I've ever seen anyone put paper on a, a place during the acquisition stage. May, maybe once or twice on smaller deals. Mm-hmm. You know, there have been occasions where people would do it post closing, but uh, in general, we're not. The effect of interest rates on our market is is not near what it is on the residential market, and that's intuitive. I mean, most of our deals are cash. So, but yeah. nevertheless, I, I think that psychologically it has an impact on buyers mm-hmm. and i think that was reflected in in what i would consider a, a soft 2023 yeah i would agree and i think it's it, it doesn't impact necessarily their purchase it impacts like other facets of their life and their business so in that way some of that uncertainty probably just affected some of the buyers from wanting to enter it and what did you see just in terms of the types of ranches that were selling in 2023 20 and 21 and 22 were gangbuster, Momo, you know, hot market, lots of mm-hmm. deals. And I think that the, the reality of, of 23 is largely attributable to all of the absorption that occurred during the COVID days. And uh, not only did we have a lot of absorption, but, you know, everyone who had soft interest in, in ranches and, and took the plunge during the COVID years for for reasons that are understandable, um, you know, they've now got their ranch. So we, we lost a lot of demand and we have this mm-hmm. sort of hangover effect. So we have this odd situation right now where we, we have a lot of the buyers have done their thing and yet we don't have a ton of inventory because there was so much absorption. Mm-hmm. So I think those factors played into the soft market in 23 and, you know, we'll see what happens in 24, but Again, this is sort of subjective. Um, you know, our market is not, there aren't heavy data points to, to analyze. And again, because we're not subject to the effect of interest rates, it's a bit of a shot in the dark. All you can do is, is make predictions based on your experience and your, your feel. But my hunch is that in 24, we will see some product come along. Um, mm-hmm. And I do think that there are people who still see this as an attractive space or parking money, land banking, if you will. So I look for better times, I hope, in, uh, in 24. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, it's, we're in the middle of the winter, so nothing's really happening much right now. But I think in the spring, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see some more product come along. And uh, mm-hmm. I, think, I think the buyer, I mean, even just in the last month, buyer activity has, has increased. So I'm, I'm optimistic for uh, yeah. a little velocity in the market this year. And when we looked at kind of our data, we're, we have a, a really extensive kind of end of year report that we're happy to share if, you, if those of you listening want to see it. But based on kind of like the data that we as a company have gathered, the higher there was a higher sales average. So the high, the, from last year to this year, it seemed like big legacy properties and, you know, those type of buyers were still out there. But some of the guys that were, you know, our bread and butter is that three to five mil, those guys just weren't there because the inventory wasn't there. So it was interesting to see too, that the average price sale was higher this 2023 than years past too. Yes. I mean, I think that uh, the sector of, of our space on the, the super high end um, was strong. And I think mm-hmm. that that is a testament to the reality that the, the people who can purchase, you know, who have the horsepower to buy 50 plus million dollar properties, 
you know, they, they are not subject to these sort of macroeconomic factors that have, that have existed in our economy between, uh, you know, anxiety over inflation, higher interest rates mm-hmm. in general. These guys, even if it's a, some of these transactions, a $100 million acquisition or more, it's aggressive to say it's a rounding error for them, but it's not, the calculus <laughs> for them is, is not analogous to our bread and butter, as you say, the person who's buying a three to even $20 million property, which is, you know, that comprises 95% of our, our business. So, Oh, yeah. Big time. I mean, the prime example of those cross mountain pieces that we've had for a while now, they all pretty much sold this year, one of which was to the state. So that was kind of a, a different deal. Bar cross up in Wyoming, we represented the buyer for that. But, you know, those kind of legacy deals, but we really didn't see a lot of the smaller deals trading, but maybe it's because there wasn't a lot of inventory for that this year. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, to that's see what's that. a, yeah about this cycle that we're in. It, it, normally, when you, when you see a soft market, you see a lot of product and a concurrent price adjustment in, in the market. And we haven't seen that. I suspect that we're going we're gonna to see some of that in 24. I mean, the reality is a lot of the, the folks who took the plunge during the COVID years have um, discovered that the reality of owning a ranch is not what they expected. And I don't want to begrudge um, my industry here, but <laughs> owning a ranch is something that's emotional. It costs money. It, it, it takes up brain power bandwidth. You know, it can, it can be sort of a headache to the extent that you're not really, really into it. You're not really enjoying it. I mean, there, there are travel considerations, uh, geographic considerations. Many of these owners live far, far away and they find that they can't, you know, they end up not using it to the extent that they hoped. You know, that's just a reality of, of, of owning significant ranch properties and I, or even insignificant ranch properties. And I think that that, you know, I think that plays into my hunch that, that we'll see more products come along here in 24. Yeah. I would agree. I mean, I know of one of your clients who will be unloading something this year, you know, like it's, and Ken, I, Ken has a client who we, I think we have three coming up this year already, which were past clients that are now kind of, you know, they've realized maybe this wasn't the investment, but if anything, it protected my money while the market was kind of fluctuating and doing all these things. And I probably made more money letting it sit in this ranch than I would have otherwise. So I think, you know, it was a diversification for a lot of people, but I do recognize and I agree with you that we'll start to see a lot of that turnover in 2024, just based on what we're seeing internally. Yeah. And, and you're correct. I agree with you that, that in spite of my sort of woe is me uh, seeming <laughs> attitude here, uh, it, it still is a safe space, just like any investment. I mean, there's, there's risk, but I think the risk is low. and um, you know, it is land mm-hmm. and you're not going to get killed in these deals. And, and, uh, but you know, it's so much of the process, the de- decision-making process is tied to the utility value that the, the owner derives out of the, out of the asset. Cause that's all there is. I mean, there's with a few exceptions, there's no material income associated with these things. And, um, mm-hmm. That being said, again, it's a safe space, but you better you better enjoy it, and you better be able to derive some utility out of the ownership. Um, otherwise, mm-hmm. it, it becomes a headache. Yeah, <laughs> know what you're buying, and I think you know that's too with 2020, 2021, 2022. 
there was kind of this resurgence of people who wanted to get to rural areas. Some of that is starting to weigh a little bit. And I think the savvy buyers who know like what they're buying and they're buying for a reason and they, they understand what they're going to be getting into. I think those people still exist. And I think there will be less competition for those types of buyers. And that's a good thing because, you know, they'll be able to take their time, work with brokers, do research, all that. You're right. I mean, those who have been doing this for a while, been trading in and out of places, have owned places that are not close to home and cost money. You know, they're accustomed to all these matters and, and they're, they're, they're buyers. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they're watching. So for those of you who are thinking of selling, uh, there will be buyers. We may have a, may have a, a little bit of an adjustment in pricing this year, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's significant enough that anyone's going to be uh, crying in their beer. Yeah. And what do you expect? I know this is a, a an election year and that's always impacted, you know, markets in any kind. You see, you foresee that kind of having an effect on 2024 for buyers or sellers? I do. I mean, I, I think, um, I mean, the country is, is extraordinarily polarized right now and you have, you have uh, two options that are on opposite ends of spectrum and you have um that creates just anxiety in general for americans and for humanity um there's a lot of uncertainty and and that you know that that has an effect on all investments and particularly on on our space but these things tend to work themselves out you know i think we'll we'll know we'll have a better feel for things when the season really ramps up here in three or four months, more confidence in what we're going to have, what we're going to see, what the future is going to look like uh, for our country. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we'll in turn have, have some more um, action. I hope. No, I'm already sensing it this time last year, the, you know, the prospects that we were seeing, the proposals we were seeing was much lower than it is now. So to your point, I think inventory is just not going to explode, but it's definitely going to be better than it was. But working with people like you and Pat, valuation is very important if you're a seller and you want these things to trade. So we talk about the buyers being there, the inventory is going to be there, the savvy investors are there. But if you know, we saw a couple of branches and some of which we're going to potentially try to prospect that have been on the market for years and they haven't traded. I think they tried, a lot of people tried to take advantage of those prices that were happening. And that's just not going to be the case anymore. I think there's a new reality now for ranch sellers that, you know, 2023 was a good example of it, but I think it'll just continue in 2024. You know, I I sort of wax on about how inefficient our market is and how it's difficult to be smart about where the strike prices are going to be on these deals, but especially on the smaller deals say up to 20 million i mean we have the technology and with with the data that we collect we can be pretty smart about uh where these things will trade and and early in my career i I thought you know my attitude was you know this is the wild west this is throw a price out there these are not they tend not to be emotional transactions If, if you're a seller you hope it's an emotional transaction for the buyer but throw a price and, and see where the, the offers are. People are not, buyers in our space are not preoccupied with offending folks to the extent mm-hmm. that they make offers. And it's, it's in that regard, it's sort of a pure market. You, 
you make an offer, you make a counter, you make a counter, and you, you figure it out. You make the market. And you'll have to refresh me on our average strike price compared to our sales price, Haley. But obviously, that that delta expands as you get into higher end, you know, 20 million plus products. I guess what I'm getting at is I would encourage sellers to, to really pay attention to what we say when it comes to what your place is worth because I used to feel like, well, you know, you throw a price out there and if it's too high, the market will tell you and you'll, you'll figure it out and you'll sell it. But there is something too, you know, people talk about in the residential market all the time. A, a place getting stale because it lingers out there on the market. And I used to think, well, that's not really so with, with our stuff because people are not offended by making offers. As I've aged and gotten a few whiskers here, I, I, I think there may be, you know, there is something to that actually. So mm-hmm. I think it's important. Um, and if you, you know, if you really screw up and you price it too low, the market's going to ferret that out. I mean, you're going to get more than one offer. Um, right above ask so mm-hmm. that's another benefit of having sort of this um i call it a pure market uh, but I, but i do think there's some danger in overpricing uh these deals and hoping that your buyer falls in love with it like he would a, a painting mm-hmm. some something that is an emotional response i mean that's what you hope for again as a seller but um the, the more efficient this market gets with all of the data we have and the smarter the buyer pool gets uh, that's those factors are diminished. Yeah, I would agree. And to your point, sure, there's those types of legacy properties that are like paintings and there will be an emotional response just because it's one in a million and no matter how it's priced, it's going to sell. But those aren't yeah. every ranch. You might feel like your ranch is that, but we'll we'll keep you honest and we'll show you what this will actually sell for. And the, the old age says, uh, a ranch is only as valuable as the buyer that wants to buy it, you know? So if the buyer doesn't exist and it's priced at this price point, it's just not, no matter how much your family has loved it over the last 10 years, it's not going to sell the way. Exactly. And, and, and again, I mean, I think there's, there is real danger to this, this stale staleness factor. I mean, I would advise sellers to really keep that in mind. And, and I have, thankfully I don't have a ton of examples, but I have. Yeah. I have, I have real world examples of where people have so overpriced these things and they've lingered and they've eventually traded for numbers that would be below what they would have otherwise traded for if there wasn't this uh, staleness factor. So I guess looking into 2024, based on you know the type of year we're going to have last year, what we're seeing in trends, what is your kind of biggest advice for sellers? And then we'll go to buyers. Yeah, I mean, that's a nice segue into what I was just saying. I, I, I uh, listen to your broker, whether it's us or someone else, um, strive for them to provide hard data. It's a challenge. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's sort of an art and not a science in our world because each of these things is so unique and all of the, the valuation metrics that go hand in hand with, with the value of a ranch, you know, whether it's hunting value, fishing value, proximity to civilization, proximity to ski resorts, airports, whether there's any production, income, tons of intangible metrics, views. I mean, it just goes, you can go on and on and on. But a a smart broker will help you process and compress all of these sort of metrics and and come up with, with comparable sales that are a proxy for your, you know, your asset or 
you're never going to find anything that's perfect, but there is a way to be smart about it. And the truth is, this is what we do. This is not, I mean, this is our day job. And a mm-hmm. lot of our recommendations, we, we try and make it as analytical and scientific as possible. But, you know, a lot of it is intuitive, you know, intuition and, and feel. And, you know, a seller may say, well, you know, whatever. But, um, and, and generally, <laughs> we're dealing with very successful, high functioning individuals who have been involved in multiple complex business and life transactions and and they're they tend to be strong folks but um don't diminish the value of of your broker uh, in that Mm -hmm. process seller and ask a lot of questions you know challenge your broker they're good they'll they'll uh they'll not be offended not only that they'll 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 be flattered um to be challenged love that yeah i think it's it's just crucial and you know i we helped it was a small deal that just closed, but it was a gentleman who's had, you know, a ranch in his family for four generations and he doesn't live in the state and just didn't want it anymore. And he's, you know, like 85 years old. And he was just so grateful that there was someone to walk him through it because, you know, an investment like that or something that's been handed down and you don't know what you're doing. It's really helpful to have a teammate by your side to work in your best interest from valuation to close, you know, and I think it would be a very lonely transaction otherwise if you didn't have like the right team behind you. And then in terms of buyers, in 2023, this was more of a residential thing again, but there was a big stink about buyer representation brokers in the residential space. And I think it it's a very, again, different market. There's a lot of different kind of data out there for savvy buyers in the residential space. But I think just like sellers, buyers, you know, need to heed some broker opinion too. And I'd love to hear kind of your opinion for buyers who are, you know, maybe unrepresented, think that they know what they're doing, think they know what they're looking for. What would you recommend to them if they're trying to look for a ranch in 2024? Yeah. I mean, I think because of the the lumpy and choppy nature of of our industry and, and deal flow, I think to the extent someone goes into the process of acquiring a, a ranch without an advisor and i mean a broker not just a, an attorney or a friend or buddy that owns other ranches i mean i think it's just <laughs> lunacy to not to not do it um mm-hmm. i mean the 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 wisdom uh, that we have gathered over the years of being involved in multiple transactions that we can impart upon the process is is, is really so exceeds the value of, of the impact on the price. I mean, these our, our fees are embedded in the price anyway, but generally. But these are these are complex, difficult deals, and I think the, the most value add, you know, for brokers is the process of finding the right place. Once you've found it and you're confident and you're, you're happy with your price, you know, then the attorneys add a ton of value. We're still very involved, but. Mm-hmm. It's it's figuring out what works for you and, and the anecdotes and the, the things that go hand in hand with the reality that, you know, this is our world. We've seen this. We've done this. Um, we've seen so much of this. And I, I think it is critical. I cannot overemphasize how important it is for, for a buyer to engage, you know, somebody who knows what they're doing in, in the process. Yeah. And it's too, you know, these transactions, even during the due diligence can get very tricky. And once again, to have someone who is doing everything with your best interest in mind, 
I think is crucial. So from beginning to end, I think working with people like you, like Pat, like anyone at Mer Ranch Group, I think it's it's important to have someone on your team because these are these are more than houses. These are investments, large scale. You're parking a lot of cash in these different places. So you should have the best people by your side. So, well, I really appreciate you taking the time today, Jeff, to talk about 2023 and 2024. And I know you're going to have a better year this year. Um, I know some of the, <laughs> the transactions well, you're working awesome. on, and they're cool. So I'm excited for you. <laughs> yeah, no, it always works itself out. If nothing else, we're optimistic and we, you know, I love what I do and love helping people on whether it's the sell side or the or the buy side, it's it's uh, believe it or not, it's it's it's, it's fun for, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is my life. This is uh, I'm already old, but when I'm if I'm lucky enough to get really old and I think back on life and my career as it relates to life, the idea of being able to to make a lot of friends and and help a lot of people um, is very satisfying to me. So yeah. No, it's been awesome. I mean, I've known you since I was like 15 or something like that. I know. Just, Look at all the whiskers. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have much in the way of gray hair right now. My All my friends claim that I put shoe polish in my hair. <laughs> I don't. No, I, that's real. That's a lot. Yeah, I, I'm 51 years old and my brown hair is blowed by the reality that I'm about to get my second hip replacement weeks <laughs> so uh if i had to trade gray hair or no hair for hip replacement i think i'd take no hair but uh that's anyway, right we'll yeah. take the good hair <laughs> <laughs> no but exactly. it's, it's been awesome and you're such a leader at this company and to see kind of the transactions you've worked on and it's it's nice to hear kind of your insight and kind of where things are headed so thank you so much for joining today jeff thank you so much Haley. enjoyed it see everybody thank you talk soon and thank you to those who are listening um, for joining us on the Land Bulletin today. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank our Senior Vice President of Murr Ranch Group, Jeff Hubbard, for coming on the show and for giving his insight on to what to expect. You know, 2023 was different for everyone um, at Murr Ranch Group. We actually had a better year, but a lot of that, again, was because of the average sale price and some of those kind of bigger transactions. So, you know, if you're a seller, like Jeff said, and you're and you're looking to enter the space, this is a really good time because, you know, inventory is low in it, you know, but the buyers are there. So we're, we're here to answer any questions you have. Um, and if you want to learn more about the ranch real estate market or our marketing process or for a free valuation of your property, please be sure to subscribe to our newsletter on our website at rearranchgroup.com or give us a call at 303-623-4545. Thanks so much. See you next time. I'm Haley Murr. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks again to Senior VP of Murr Ranch Group, Jeff Hubbard, for sharing his wisdom with us today. Also, for more information on the ranch real estate market and other topics relating to ranch ownership, be sure to check out our website, murrranchgroup.com, and subscribe to our newsletter. Thanks for listening to the Land Bulletin Podcast. See you next time.